Hebrew Bible class session five. So this is the seams in the Torah and the prophets. Last time we took a look at kind of how scrolls are made and how they, the beginning and ending of scrolls are really important for linking them to other scrolls so that you can see um, what goes next, how they're connected. And so we're, we're taking a look at how the Torah is connected to the prophets um, both the beginning and the end of them, and how those are tied into the writings of um, that section of uh, that start with the Psalms. So um, this this session was about that first bit. So just looking at the connections between these these different scrolls. Uh, so the end of the Torah is Deuteronomy, and so Deuteronomy 34, Jesus went up, and you can see the Promised Land. Um, there's a bunch of links back to talking about the promise to Abraham and then uh, Moses died and Yahweh buried him and and so there's this interesting phrase in there because you know we there's some mention that Moses wrote the scroll the scrolls of the Torah and then it's got his death in it and so then and there's another phrase in there it says uh, he buried him meaning Yahweh buried him in the land of Moab but no man knows his burial place to this day, which means it's a bit later in the time. So there's been some searching time and still nobody knows. So that means that much later, either that phrase was added or the whole thing was written down at that point. And then it says, no prophet has risen like him knowing Yahweh face to face. Which, which is interesting because Moses was one of the first, he was the first of the prophets of the nation of Israel. And so, no prophet has written like him, risen like him, is, like, you can't say that right after he died, unless this is much later. And we already know this is much, much later. And so, no prophet has risen like him, has to be written after there have been several prophets, and none of them are like Moses. What's interesting then is that you get into Joshua, and he listened to Yahweh. It was a little bit different. Um, so he was a portrait like Moses, but he wasn't the Moses. He wasn't the one that was like, like Moses. Because the end of Deuteronomy said specifically that no prophet has risen like Moses. And then it goes into, but here's Joshua. He's pretty awesome, but not like Moses. So what this does is it builds this portrait of what, what there, there's, there needs to be another prophet like Moses, but different. And so then we've got Joshua, and Joshua has some different things, but he's not it. And it basically says he's not it. It says that no prophet has risen like Moses, knowing Yahweh face to face. One thing that Joshua does differently, though, is that Joshua, he, he doesn't go in and talk to God face to face. Instead, he is dedicated to reading and studying the Torah, the book that Moses wrote sans the ending there. Um, yeah, it says that the Torah shall not leave your mouth. And so it was it was read aloud. It was muttered and it was spoken loudly for a, for a group, but it was not read silently. Reading silently is just not how they did that. Which is interesting because we definitely read the Bible silently a lot. So then uh, skip to the end of Joshua. Joshua 24, Joshua wrote these words in the book of the law of God. 
he set up a stone by the tree and he said, this is a witness against us. Um, and Israel served Yahweh all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders of his generation. So Joshua didn't write that because he was dead. And somebody who, somebody who was alive past all of his contemporaries wrote that. So the author is either partly Joshua or it's Joshua and, um, some people that lived past those generations and the former prophets um let's see so there so this is and and it said the whole generation rose up that didn't know yahweh so somebody here is telling the report the minority report they the report that is following in the prophetic line of moses it's not just telling the story of all the things that everybody did everywhere it's specifically following a thread and a promise um, and a, a, a prophetic line that goes through all of this. Because there were a lot of really um, seemingly prosperous kings in Israel through the judges, but in light of comparing them to Moses, they were corrupt and arrogant and opposed to Yahweh. They were small in comparison. There were some very powerful, rich kings that brought a lot of prosperity to Israel. But compared to Moses and in the line of Moses and looking for that that new Moses that Yahweh said would come. None of them were that. And so that's the um, Judges 2 then replays Joshua's death. So it's the end of the end of Joshua is replayed at the beginning of Judges Judges. Um, and it just kinda it goes downhill. So then that's that's connecting the Torah and the former prophets. So then <coughs> We connect it up with uh, the the last chapter of the latter prophets, and that is the end of Malachi. And the end of Malachi is talking about the day of the Lord. It says the day of Yahweh is coming. And this is something that we've been reading about for most of the latter prophets. Um, and um, in Isaiah, since Isaiah, um, it says the, the arrogant and evildoer will burn up like chaff, but those who fear my name, the dawn of righteousness will rise with healing in its wings, the arrival of God's kingdom that will separate the righteous from the wicked. The wicked will be ashes under your feet. I am sending Elijah the prophet before you, or before the coming of that great and terrible day. He will restore the hearts so that I will not smite the land. So then there's this comparison of Moses and Elijah and, um, and looking forward to the day of the Lord, where um, that, that is basically saying that we, Moses, Elijah, or someone in the Elijah seat, is coming before the great prophet. So it's like you had Moses, who was really awesome, and then some lesser, lesser prophets, and, and Elijah being one of the greatest among them, and then we're going to have Elijah come back, and then the Moses figure come back. But it's going to be different. It's going to be the fulfillment. So that's a high view of Elijah. So we did a little bit of a comparison between Moses and Elijah. Both of them had um, very unusual deaths. Um, Moses was buried by God. Elijah was was carried up into heaven on a fiery chariot. Um, both of them went up on um, on mountains. Moses on Sinai, and then on Mount Horeb, and Elijah on Mount Carmel, and then Mount Horeb. Um, on Mount Sinai, 
Moses built a stone altar of 12 stones. Um, and Elijah built a, you know, he built one on Mount Carmel of 12 stones. Uh, they, they both had a cave experience where they were there in the presence of God on Mount Horeb. Uh, they were very different experiences. Moses, Moses was up there and uh, requested to see God's glory. And God said, you can see my back. And Elijah was up there and he wanted to see God's glory and um, and he, there was there was the earthquake and the fire and um, all this stuff and then finally it, he heard God in a still small voice um, so that's just comparing Moses and Elijah there so uh, there are these connections of Malachi to um, back to Deuteronomy in, in saying, here's Elijah, uh, here's Moses. These are the, um, these are the uh, job descriptions or the templates that you should be looking at as we look forward to what's coming next. So next time we're going to take a look at how Joshua and Psalms and Psalms, especially Psalm 1 and 2, the beginning of the writings tie to some of these other scrolls. It's interesting to see how these things are tying together, and how I mean, I I just love the end of you know, Malachi. It's just really neat because it points so clearly to Jesus, and the way that we have our our modern Bibles put together is that we have Malachi right there at the end of the Old Testament, so that you lead right into Jesus and Matthew and the new the new covenant and the New Testament. Um, the way that they had theirs put together, they had the Torah, the prophets, and the writings. So you'd actually have the end of Second Chronicles right before the New Testament. I guess. If you're looking at you know, how the Hebrew Scriptures were put together right next to how we have the, um, the, the testimony of Jesus. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's really cool to see how these are tied together. I guess I always, I always really liked where Malachi was in the ordering. So now I'm, now I'm trying to reimagine what, what that looks like with this new ordering that is new to me, but is very, very old. And it's interesting.